Bullseye Spirit Radio here on the Royal Kingdoms Podcast. It's 8 a.m. here on Friday, April 8th, 2022. This marks our 48th episode, Praise God. I am Sister Noelia, and I will join you today on this 48th podcast entitled, The Encounter. Thank you to the following song by GospelRiver.com, Take the World But Give Me Jesus. Thanks for joining us here today on this beautiful morning of Friday, April 8, 2022. This is episode 48, entitled The Encounter. I hope you have taken in our last podcast, Falling from Death. There is never a dull moment if you are alive in Christ. 
We are here witnessing many miraculous wonders and also many disappointments. However, our God is the God of truth and his glory will always prevail. Hallelujah. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for listening. I am Sister Noelia and I will be presenting the encounter today. Thanks for listening in to these lovely messages of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. We want to express that we do this podcast for the love of God. We will never ask for a donation because we want the integrity of the Lord's message to remain pure. We would like to thank our music support by GospelRiver.com as well as some of the independent artists who have contributed to our programs over the course of these several years. You can also find us here on the Royal Kingdoms podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes LA, and our new addition to Player FM. Please download it and share it. Hit the like button. But I ask you to please encourage others to join, to listen to these messages. Once again, we like to thank you for joining us and sharing in the good news of the great hope in our living King Yeshua. We must never forget all things are made possible by the Lord God Almighty through Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. We have the victory and today and every day that we are here marks a blessed reminder of why we have this opportunity to discover our Lord and Savior, Christ the King, Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. Thanks to GospelRiver.com for We Are Climbing Jacob's Ladder. Try to stay in His grace with all of our might. Praise the living God. Let's now please begin with our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and please forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And please help us not to fall into temptations, or fall into transgressions, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I hope you did listen and took the challenge of our last podcast, 47. 
So did you go and tell someone your testimony in Christ, the King, Jesus? How did it make you feel to proclaim what God has done in your life through Yeshua HaMashiach, through Christ Jesus? I encourage you to do it again this week. Maybe instead of telling one person, you tell two more. This, my brethren, is keeping with what Christ has asked us to do, and it also comes from the time of Moses. Hallelujah. So go and tell your testimonies to someone today or in the next days. Today, I want to focus on what you think the encounter with our Lord will be like on your journey back to Him. I have watched many grown men chase down evangelists. They have chased down churches. Some were preachers. Some were even prophets. But I know they didn't reach the Lord's potential for them because they somehow got detoured along the way. They stopped short of what God's will was for them. In one case, one man chasing down ministries was like a drunken man chasing down a drink. See, people can get addicted to the feel-good moment of a sermon. But if that sermon is not burning with the Holy Spirit in God's truth, then the message is only ear candy because it's itchy to the ears. And while it makes the people feel good inside for a moment, it doesn't challenge anyone to getting deeper into God's will for their life. If a preacher stops short before he gets his full calling or is ordained in carrying a congregation under our Lord's authority, then those people will be misguided and not met by their true potential either. If a prophet holds back the truth to spare the emotions of the receiver, then he too cannot meet our Lord's potential. Or if he doesn't look deeper into the words of the Lord, it could even cause him in not meeting with our Lord's desires for his calling. The journey back to our Lord is a profound decision in itself. It's one that takes many passes, like the Israelites for 40 years in the wilderness. But if you have the patience, God certainly has been waiting on your return. So, of course, He has the willingness to receive you. However, what could the encounter be met with? Well, in the Bible it states, he could make a deer give birth before its time. So perhaps such an encounter can be met with an overwhelming joy, one that takes our breath away and causes us to stand in awe to such an encounter. When Moses met the Lord God Almighty, he, our Lord, asked Moses to remove his sandals, for he was standing on holy ground. In Exodus 3, 5, it states, Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. If we think we are ready to meet our God, perhaps we haven't thought it fully through, because the reason why we are on this earth is to prepare ourselves to come to Him. But since He is the highest supreme being of pure holiness, He can only face us clean. That's where we have work to do, our work to become clean. Our Lord gave up His life for us. He shed His precious blood in Calvary. How could anyone think 
We can just walk up to our Lord or even roll our way into heaven without any work in repentance. Our Lord will not show his face upon sin nor the unclean, but he has given us a way out by offering us a bridge to become clean. However, every time we become dirty again with a transgression or sin, we still have to wash it clean through him, our Lord Yeshua. Only he can clean us and restore us to a shine so clean where we can face him and be in his presence. Many, many people think a church building is a way to come to God. But remember, Christ our Lord was born in a manger, not in a synagogue. He was born poor, not rich. He was born to earthly parents who he chose, whom to encounter and be witness to his arrival to us on this earth. Sometimes our Lord places people in places that can be of help. They can encourage us if they have embraced the ways of the Lord. However, we ultimately have to choose our direction and surrender it fully to our Lord to allow Him, Christ the King, into our hearts. And of course, when we plead our cause and failures with Him, it's there where we learn how to hear Him and how to see Him. For not even a choir on Sunday morning or a preacher that is a helper can offer a long-lasting healing or spiritual guidance in our lives so cautiously correct as our one true living God. Hallelujah. At best, that preacher is probably still learning how to take directions from our Lord because he too is fallible as many men. And there is a great need for rejoicing. Yes, there is. And choir certainly can be of help. But our Lord will never fail us. And he is always right on time. Hallelujah. Where many people fall short of their true potential for God's purpose for their life on this earth is they don't wait on God. They are impatient and nervously taking wrong choices by not waiting on God to guide them. Others feel it's too demanding to abide in God, so they are perfectly fine with a man in cloth to assist them in their conversations with God. However, this is fallible because it's our Lord God who can keep the conversation going and assist us on where to look. Perhaps it's hard to see our God in his light, but we must try and plea our cause and faults with him, with he, our Lord. Maybe you're facing a problem. Is the Sunday pastor available in the middle of the night or in rush hour or at the very moment no one is around to help? Who will you call on? Who has a proven power to heal, deliver, and pull our enemies away? Only but one living God Almighty, our mighty Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. So getting back to the question of what do you expect your encounter with the Lord of Lords to be like? In Moses' case, he had tremendous respect for our Lord. But even he didn't know how holy God was until our Lord was gracious enough to request 
Moses to take off his sandals and tell him not to step forward. I have heard some seekers in Christ think about mansions, money prospects, relationships, mostly about earthly desires. We can go on and on about what people expect to encounter, but we all must consider if we have first humbled ourselves before our Most High God. Have we taken off the expectations of material things? Have we bare all to our Lord? And more importantly, have we kept relations with our Lord God daily, following His statutes, His covenant, His ways on this earth? Do we seek God daily in things and request assistance in all our troubles? The Lord Almighty doesn't look at our earthly status. He demonstrated that in selecting the apostles and also in the First Testament by selecting some weak and flawed characters that always come out on top. In King David's case, he was a young shepherd that watched over sheep and he faced Goliath. And of course, we know what happened there. So there are other characters in the Bible, but one thing to keep in mind is that the Lord always chooses the people. He chooses us. But once we're chosen, then we must abide and fear Him by doing His will and waiting on Him, our Lord. Where could abiding in Him and waiting on Him lead us? I believe to a remarkable encounter right here on this earth. If we all see His promises and we fail to wait on God, then we are much like the Israelites in the first book who grew tired and wanted to return back to Egypt. There are ten tests against God by the Israelites in the Bible, but I want to focus on this one here. When Israel's 12 spies return from studying the land of Canaanite, they tell the people that Canaanite is a land of giants that devours those who try to inhibit it. This causes the people to complain against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness, why has God brought us to this land to fall by the sword and watch our wives and children become victims? Wouldn't it be better if we just returned back to Egypt? Then the people started making plans to select a new leader who would lead them back to Egypt. And this is in the, the First Testament in Numbers 14, 1-4. So here, the people test the Lord. But the Lord tells Moses, the Israelites will wander in the wilderness for 40 years. During which time every Israelite, 20 years or older, except Joshua and Caleb, will die off systematically so that Israel's younger generation can eventually conquer and settle Canaanite. This was God's choosing. This is His choice. I believe His choice was, I want bold people who believe in my strength that will go forward and not worry about these things because I got their back. But instead, we know what happened there. We're not going to go off onto that today. We want to go back to many of us here are accustomed to instant gratification. We have fast food. We have online shopping. So we don't have to wait in queues. We even abide to being governed without questioning the legality 
or its abusive effects. People will run in a direction to avoid being uncomfortable facing truth. And truth is harsh. Yes, it is. And uncomfortable because looking at it causes us to consider changing from our sinful and deceitful ways. If facing Yeshua HaMashiach, how could we face him not standing in his truth, his ways, his light? If God requested Moses to remove his sandals because he was standing on holy land, then how, by not practicing the ways of the Lord, can we stand to face him? Some might feel the level is set high, but let's look at it from the low-level mark by many who are practicing sin, only abiding in false teachings of this world where words are twisted and not correcting what needs correcting. Our Lord is truly amazing. He is beautiful in every way, but His standard is set forever. I went into my town the other day and I took note on how many buildings graffiti is occupying in every section of our city and outside the town. Now, if I explain to you that graffiti is not as simple as it looks, it's not an art form. It's a demonic expression of demons that control regions of our cities and towns. And usually youth who are not looking at God Almighty are being used to paint these symbols and forms. But they, the youth, are being used even many of them are not aware of this use by the enemy. However, every building it's spread to is a marking of territory by the evil force. The symbols are used are demonic and has even evil spiritual meanings. But outwardly, it seems harmless. It seems as it's given the youth something to do with their time. Pure is the Lord. His light shines out darkness. For every region of marking taking place is a territory of the evilness casting shadows over all the people in that city or in that town. Just think about that. Everything that is not of order and cleanness is not ordained by the Lord, for he is of order and uprighteousness. In Psalms 37, 23, the steps of man are ordered by the Lord, who takes the light in his journey. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, for the Lord is holding his hand. Hallelujah. In the second commandments, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath. Think about that or that is in the water, or under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, thy Lord God, am, O jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hated me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them, that love me and keep my commandments.
Hallelujah. That was Exodus 24 to 6. So not to go on and on about graffiti, but it is an example of who in the city would argue over the uncleanliness or its disruptions of property that does not even belong to the painters. Why would we think in the face of these expressions, our Lord would appear and be okay with vandalism? It's another form of theft on property, and it goes into the idolization of images. Although a closer look should be made on the spirits of darkness being poured out in the cities and over the lives of people, the focus should be what is a healthy expression that summons goodness over the land? What can cause the Lord to shine upon us? If he, God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, requests sandals to be removed, yet we have walls and walls of vandalism and that hold adoration of images and symbols, how far are we from being in his presence? If the walls represent our impurity and our Lord Yeshua, the purger of all filth and uncleanliness, how much more can we get nearer to our heavenly king by renouncing to all sins and claiming he, Yeshua HaMashiach, our savior and our redeemer? What do we expect for our encounter to be if we are granted the opportunity to come face to face with our Lord God? Beauty is the opposite of filthy. Truth is the opposite of false. Righteousness is not unrighteous. I will tell you that even the children of Israel in the First Testament were not prepared for facing our Lord. That is why many, many generations later, a body of Christ is still being purged and selected, and these will not be for unrighteous. And they will shine like the brightest of stars. They will hold light through and through, and nothing unclean will be in them. For nothing unclean is in the Lord. We will awaken his likeness, nothing less. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory to our God. What can we expect? A teacher of truth that helps his people who are his people, those who follow him in righteousness, and the preservation of his truth, those who are in the face of being scolded for not following the norms set by this world, but the norms set by our living God Almighty. We can expect beauty and loving kindness in a merciful King of kings who never weathers, that is from everlasting to everlasting, and he will carry us and show us his mighty love through his presence and the many blessings he gives us on this earth until his return to judge the entire earth. Who of you listening is ready to meet him? Do you feel unprepared? Begin by offering your repentance to him. Then offer our Lord your commitment to follow his ways. Take up your Bible and begin reading it daily. When times are hard, read and pray 
in the book of Psalms. Offer testimony to others who allow it. Move to ones who will listen. Clean up every corner of your life to get rid of the old things that serve no purpose. Eat properly. Drink plenty of water. Cut out all the bad habits. Smoking, drinking, partying, drugs, impurities of sexual sin, and all secular music. Purge your body and mind from the clutter of things that will not help you to keep in relations with God our Father. What matters most is once you decide your life has led you to a broken road and broken promises, you will find no other way but hope in Yeshua. From there, your life will change because only He can restore us. There is a movie called The Cross and the Switchblade. In the movie, it shows how God can change a heroin addict to being clean without detoxing. Because once a person truly commits to God, He can do the rest. It also shows how gangs gave their life to God for real. People can change, but they have to hunger for something that holds life and not an endless cycle of broken paths. I have witnessed my late father, who was an alcoholic for most of his life, turn to God, and he left all his drinking days behind. He was in his early 70s, but he did it, and he was changed forever. It's never too late to say yes to God through Yeshua HaMashiach. We have hope in Christ Yeshua. Hallelujah. The encounter with Yeshua Jesus is a beautiful one. It is one that will leave an everlasting, a memorable place in our hearts and minds. It will remain etched inside our souls because once an encounter with Christ our Lord Yeshua, you will never be the same again. His love is so powerful. You will never want your old life again because you will be clean and rescued from the grips of hell. Your life will be filled with joy and praises to the King for He is real and He is now alive in you. Hallelujah. So let's focus on the encounter and God will do the rest. Praise be to our Lord King, Yeshua HaMashiach. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Yeshua HaMashiach. Make a commitment today and give your life to God today. And do this repentance prayer with me right now. Please take a moment and stop and pray this prayer with me. You can also find a repentance prayer in Psalms 51. This is a prayer for a new life and repentance for salvation. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I humble myself before you today. I am truly sorry for all my sinful ways and evil deeds against you, Lord God, and deserve your original penalty of death. I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I believe that you sent Jesus, Yeshua, who became flesh and dwelt among us. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my sins. I believe that Jesus, 
resurrected from the dead after three days by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that at this moment He is hearing my confession of sin and this prayer. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Please wash all of my filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed in my place on the cross at Calvary. I know you will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will forgive my sins and save my soul. I know because your word, the Bible says so in John 6:37. Your word says that you will not turn no one away. That includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. And I will show thankfulness by doing as your command and sin no more. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Take a moment and shout for joy and give praises to our King if you feel at this moment your life has just been changed. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us for episode 48 here on Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio. We hope today's message has given you purpose and the hope of Yeshua HaMashiach. Remember to always place God first in your life above all else. He will help you. Call on Him, our Lord Yeshua Christ Jesus. Please be sure to join us during the week of Holy Week of Passover from April 14th to the 23rd, the 2022. We will be celebrating both Passover and the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. We will be explaining why these dates are celebrated and how it honors our Lord God, our Father. We hope you don't miss it. Thank you for listening to the Royal Kingdoms Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes LA, FM Player, and right here on our very own Royal Kingdom Podcast on Podbean. Thanks to GospelRiver.com for Be Thou My Vision. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening.